from the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome to Courtside with Kurt. I'm news editor Jennifer Driscoll, and I'm here with reporter Kurt Brown. Hi, Jennifer. How are you today? Good. How are you, Kurt? Good. Have a good weekend? Not too bad. How about you? Not too bad. Busy. Yeah. So here we are. Most people uh, have the day off, but we're here. We're working away. Yes. Yes. So happy Patriots Day, everyone. Happy Patriots Day. Go Red Sox and (laughs) go Boston Marathon. (laughs) So today we're going to do something a little different. Mm. We're going to talk about National Crime Victims Week, which was last week. And to honor victims, the Bristol County District Attorney, Thomas Quinn, dedicated two memorial benches, one in Dartmouth, the other in Westport. Mm -hmm. In Dartmouth, the bench is at the Council on Aging, which is an appropriate location because fighting elder abuse is at the top of Quinn's to-do list. And you were also there. I was. Yes, I was. Um, Can you tell us a little bit what it was like? what's, What's the bench like? Uh, I laughed when you showed me the picture. I'll admit it. <laughs> I think it show, serves a purpose, but, but uh, I think definitely it's definitely st- a memorial bench. Yes, I think it's still a work in progress. Uh, um, they were talking about moving the bench uh, into a greener area, putting some landscaping around it. Uh, they did it with a, a grant. Um, I think it will serve a nice purpose. Uh, it's a nice shaded area out on the patio. It's to the back of the Council on Aging. Council on Aging is on Dartmouth Street. This is toward the back facing um, Rogers Street. Very nice. Yeah, I think it will serve a nice purpose. There's a lot happening at the Council on Aging. Oh, that is a busy place. Absolutely. Uh, every time I go there, there's something going on. So elder abuse is one of uh, D.A. Quinn's top uh, things. He really took that on when he came into office. He sure he he did, and he continues to do. It's it's a passion with him. Uh, he uh, in his comments last um, uh, Friday, uh, he said it's a priority of his administration. Uh, he has hired a, a financial expert. Uh, to investigate these crimes. Uh, he, as you said, created a unit, and he's prosecuted a number of them. Uh, he believes very strongly that um, that the elderly work very hard in their lives, and they whatever whatever they amass should be theirs and should be it should be up to them to determine the final disposal of uh, of um, of their property and. He doesn't want other people doing it. He doesn't want other people taking advantage of them. And he's willing to dig into the facts. These are often messy cases, complicated, and uh, find out the truth. He's to be commended for doing this. So the dedication also came on two very poignant anniversaries for Quinn and for really for the whole community. Before we uh, go there, it... Uh, the setting was also very appropriate because last week we had two violent purse snatchings uh, and the Council on Aging is located in close proximity to uh, to each of them. The victims in both cases were people in their 70s. But yes, now uh, getting back on point, uh, 
uh, D.A. Quinn uh, mentioned both. Uh, Friday was the 26th anniversary of the uh, um, fatal stabbing of a Dartmouth High School student uh, in the classroom. This was something that was unheard of at the time. This was 1993, and schools were thought to be sanctuaries. Once a student arrived in school, his parents and his loved ones could bring aside relief that they had arrived safely. But this was a... um, an altercation that occurred out of uh, the classroom that spilled into the classroom. And three um, young men, three teenagers, stormed into the uh, uh, classroom at the old Dartmouth High School on Slocum Road. It is now the middle school. And this is a case of mistaken identity as, as well, right? Uh, it's They yelled for the person that they were seeking, and Jason was a friend of that person. He stood up in the classroom and said, uh, what do you want with him, or words to that effect. Then they descended on him and attacked him. Uh, it was three uh, teenagers. Uh, there's some question about whether one of them remained out in the uh, corridor, but definitely two of them uh, went into the classroom, attacked uh, Jason, stabbed him, and, and and he died. So then Sunday was also Su- yeah. the anniversary, the 26th anniversary. Yeah. Want to take us from there? Sure. That was an equally horrifying incident, um, coming, especially coming back, coming so close together that... Uh, In 1993, on the Monday, there was the incident at Dartmouth High School. On Wednesday, there was the incident at the Ford Middle School in Akushnet. A a man by the name of David Tabor um, burned down his father's house on Lake Street, which is close proximity to the school, drove down to the school armed with a, a, um, a shotgun, uh, he uh, killed a school nurse, uh, Carol Day, um, and what, the hero in this, uh, John Travers, the principal of the Ford Middle School, wrestled the gun, the shotgun, away from him, and then others uh, held um, Mr. Tabor down uh, to prevent any further violence. Um, so, D. A. Quinn. Uh, at in 1993, was a um, an assistant district attorney under former DA Paul Walsh. Uh, he had the misfortune of having the beeper that week, and this was what they would call the homicide beeper, and you would have it for a week. And uh, so he got both of these cases. He got both of these cases. Usually, most people don't even get one. He got two, and and the and. Uh, Again, and putting this in context, this was very new. School violence was very, very new. Um, So he prosecuted uh, both cases. uh, And in his remarks uh, Friday at the Dartmouth Council on Aging, he referenced both of them. Um, uh, I've been in this business (laughs) long, and I covered both of them, too. um, And... um, Sadly, on the Thursday after the um, 
fatal uh, shoot, fatal shooting in Acushnet, there was a stabbing at the Namanda Middle School in New Bedford. So it was a week of horrific school violence, Monday, Wednesday, and a, a Thursday. Um, it, I mean, it, uh, 26 years later, it stands out vividly, vividly in my mind. Um, but um, D.A. Quinn prosecuted uh, um, <clears throat> um, all the cases. Uh, it uh, D.A. Quinn mentioned that earlier in the day he had gone to Dartmouth High School. He didn't say if he went to the new one or the old one. And he said, you know, times have really changed, that uh, that we've upgraded safety in our schools. He said that he had to press a buzzer uh, to get into the building. And as soon as he and as soon as he was at the threshold of the school, he was on video. Which is a big change from 26 Big change years and um, uh, changes that are needed, and more should be done. Mm. So. So last year, um, to show you how uh, this still resonates in our community, um, the staff and uh, students at the Ford Middle School uh, held a Heroes Day, and a, a day of peace and a day of celebration where they uh, um, raised a peace flag. Many of the uh, uh, teachers and who are now retired, came back for that occasion. Um, I was there. Um, it was uh, um, brought back a lot of memories. And that day also fell on a, a terrible moment yes, in yeah. South Coast history. Um, so while you were there, mm. uh, we were receiving word about a police officer in Yarmouth mm. who had been shot uh, while serving a warrant. Mm. Come to find out, that officer was Sergeant Sean Gannon, formerly of New Bedford. Mm -hmm. And he was a canine officer with the Yarmouth Police Department. And he was shot and killed while serving an arrest warrant in Marston's Mills on Cape Cod. And his death really affected not just Cape Cod, but came across the bridge and it affected South Coast community and also the state. Um, there was a blue wave for his funeral. Just, I remember coming across the bridge and traffic just stopped. And it was just one wave of mm. honor guard after another with their lights coming on to the Cape. Uh, it was really... A lot, and a lot has happened in the past year. Sure has. Sean was a um, <clears throat> is a New Bedford native. Uh, he's a graduate of uh, Bishop Stang, um, the pediatrics unit uh, at St. Luke's Hospital, where his mother and father uh, work uh, is dedicated uh, to his memory, and um, there are group of hard-working volunteers who were trying to um, build a playground at the Campbell School uh, in his memory. The significance of that is that the 
play uh, playground is in close proximity to his uh, farmer homestead in New Bedford. And his parents still live in that area. Yes, they do. And the uh, Gannon children would go over and play in the fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea for the playground was already in the works uh, before uh, Sean was killed. And then after that, the playground committee really kind of thought, hey, what if we could dedicate this to his memory? And they took off with that idea. South Coast Health also has chipped into that. Uh, So far, South Coast Health has donated $25,000. But plenty more is needed to get that playground going. And if you want to help with the playground, there is a Facebook group uh, for the Campbell School Memorial Playground. You can look them up, and they'd be more than happy to have you come on board and help any way you can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> National Crime Victims Rights Week, uh, which, as Jennifer said, uh, concluded on Saturday, is a time to remember victims of violent crime. Is also a time to be especially supportive to their families, which brings us to another uh, tragic uh, case. Um, George Heath, who used to work at the Standard Times as a, as a graphic arts uh, designer. Um, then went on to be a beloved teacher oh. at uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. I, and and mm-hmm. I can, I know, I knew George, I, and this stuff still doesn't seem real to me. Uh, he just had such a gregarious personality. He was always laughing and he was always willing to help. Um, so it's no doubt in my mind that, that um, uh, students would bond with him. Some of the times I I saw him after he left the ST, he would always tell me how much he loved his job and uh, he felt like he he had the perfect job. He loved working with with students. So in 2016, he was having dinner with his wife. Correct, Rosemary. And they were at the, uh, the Taunton Mall. In a restaurant that's no longer there. Right, Bertucci's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just average day, yeah. having a meal. Yep. And a guy comes in. Arthur DeRosier was on a crime wave, uh, crime rampage that uh, day. Uh, he came into Bertucci's and he, uh, at the end of the rampage, and he. Uh, stabbed a, a, a pregnant waitress. George saw this unfolding and he came to her aid uh, and uh, he, for his uh, for his actions George paid with his life. De Rosa stabbed him and George died. Um it's his death greatly affected the people here at the Standard Times as well as the school community at Greater New Bedford Volk. Um, there, and since his death, uh, Rosemary has gone on to do several things, and so has yeah. his children in keeping his memory alive. 
But just recently, Rosemary was named a Red Cross hero because she donated a kidney. It was something that um, she and George apparently had made a pact a long time before this ever happened, that if something should happen to one of them, please be sure to donate their organs. Mm. Um, Because of what happened to George, uh, I don't think his organs could be donated. There was something there. Uh, So Rosemary, to keep that alive, she decided to donate a kidney. Mm. And so she was honored uh, just earlier this month um, for her efforts. But you posted a video about from the dedication on our Facebook page of D.A. Quinn talking about all this. I did. Um, And that sparked a lot of comments from everyone, which was great to see, but... One in particular from Rosemary stood out to you. Right. We got an awful lot of views uh, on that video. <clears throat> I, You and I had talked about it on Friday, and we thought it uh, would be a good way to remember the two terrible school incidents as well, and as, well as all uh, victims of uh, violent crime and their family. And so one of the people who uh, posted a comment on that page was uh, Rosemary Heath. Uh, she said very eloquently, speak their names and they never truly die. It's just remarkable. Yeah. That should be on the memorial bench. It should, yes. Well, I think that's a great place to end for today. I think it is too. I don't think we can top that. (laughs) So thank you for joining us today on Courtside with Kurt. For more on how uh, you can get help uh, and for more on the benches that have been donated, uh, you can visit southcoasttoday.com and follow Kurt on Twitter at KurtBrown underscore SCT. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Jennifer.